Welcome back to Contrived and Insufferable, the only podcast that was the night before Christmas and all through the house nothing was stirring, not okay. even a podcast. Ah, oh, um, that's a nice one to come back to. Yeah, I'm here. We took a little break and uh, we're back now for, I guess, season two. That's what you can do that in podcast, can't you? You can just say it's a season. I'm having a day off. Now it's the next season. Now it's the next season. Yeah, this is <laughs> welcome to season two of Contrived and Insufferable. I'm here with co-host Annie Harris. Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good, actually. The break was well needed. It was. How you needed, you? definitely needed a break. We did, A lot yeah. of things going on. We are in the process of buying a house and organising our wedding yeah. and uh, a lot of big career stuff for me yeah. is going on at the moment and we really just needed some downtime. Need a little bit of downtime. Yeah. I'm here with uh, guests, two guests, um, musical improvisers. And improvisers, oh, yeah. as well as that. Um, I don't think I've seen. I've seen not loads. Seen you do a little bit. I've kind of bit. been getting much more into it since meeting Ben and going to the May Days more. Yeah. But, oh yeah, well, I really, really enjoy it. You're getting, so, you wouldn't know, like you're so good at it. Like, you think you'd be doing it for it. years. Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it for years because I'm an old man. Oh. <laughs> what I'm acting an, improv? No, no. Well, yeah, I, I was doing that when I was a little kid. Oh yeah. But then I, I took a long break and sort of got obsessed with did, freestyle Were you buying rap. a house and planning a wedding as well? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't <laughs> buying a house. But this is like a weird double date, actually. It is. Yeah, this we need gross. to like get a bowl, put some keys in it, order some pizza. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I hang out with another couple, I'm always like, oh, keys in the bowl. And Sam's always like, Annie, like, stop saying keys. <laughs> stop saying keys. In the bowl. I'm like, <laughs> it's like a prerequisite of me hanging out with another couple. Yeah, or anyone. Oh, keys. In or the just bowl. At, we go down to the supermarket and she's like, oh, keys in the bowl. Yeah, I'm like, no, sweetheart. We're going, to, uh, we're going to a friend's barbecue later on. Uh, That's so what, you, what happens when you move to Hove, man. You know, yeah. I was always wondering, like, there's not much nightlife in Hove. Like, what no. It's all because it's all home. indoors. Keys in the bowl. Keys in the bowl. I'm here with Jenny Maloney. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. What's your favourite dinosaur? Oh. Um, it it changes. I'm quite digging the Stegosaurus. We were watching King so Kong cute. earlier, yeah. and they they've got the um, like, stop motion Stegosaurus. Which King Kong? There's a lot of King Kongs now. Oh, yeah. oh wow! 1933. Awesome. Nice, heavy racist undertone original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's very racist. It was cool though. I loved the stop motion. I'm like crazy about stop motion. So yes. it was great. It's good, so, um, isn't it? That just came straight to mind. Digging the Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, right now. brilliant. They had like an extra brain in their hip, you know? Yeah, no, you tell really? me about this. Like, you've got to hear a this. A butt brain. Well, yeah, there's a theory that its brain was too small for its body, that the synapses wouldn't actually be able to make it. Sh- yeah. wiggle its tail but there's you know evidence that it's caused wounds in other dinosaurs so they're like well they must have had another brain halfway down and there's a little like a service station for the yeah it's for sort the of like yeah. a synapses <laughs> service station and it's away. <laughs> yeah so like a little cluster of loads of nerves and whatever else it takes All to make you shake a big stuff. spiky tail yeah, yeah. yeah in their hip that's the theory, a anyway. Butt brain. That's the sort theory. Of a butt brain. So that's not proven. Oh, I, well, I believed no... in my heart that that was. Most things are theory. Oh. If you yeah. tell me something, Jenny, I'll believe it. I I will. Jenny considered the... that. Yeah. I'm also... I, I've got an honest face. I can't lie. You so have, that's yeah. why people believe things that I say. I think, like, I was thinking about this earlier on. Actually, I was thinking the people that I get on with the most are the people who are not. I, I can tell instantly when someone's being disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell authenticity from a mile off. Like as a singing teacher and an acting teacher. A performer, I can tell if someone's being genuine or not, like pretty fucking quickly. Just be hired by the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd That'd be, be amazing. I'd be terrified. No, I know I wouldn't. I'd break under pressure. I'd just cry. I would. I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I'd 
I'd I'd just feel be like, like I'm so stressed and it just hurts. Like, that would be badass though by day child singing teacher by night police badass. interrogator yeah, yeah. you must Amazing. feel awful about not calling out Jimmy Savile earlier I know yeah. I know that's all my <laughs> pretty <laughs> much that, uh, I'm also here with someone who I didn't ask how they'd like to be introduced how do you mean well I didn't ask you because I, uh, I, I was thinking oh yeah Gram- Gramsci. I'm here with Gramsci. His name is Gramsci. Yeah. He's Gramsci. Yeah. I could be Gramsci. We've got international, multi award winning, freestyle one award. rap artist <laughs> and one, award. One yeah. award. Literally, <laughs> an, what that's award winning. Two awards. Oh, I've had two awards. Multiple Multi award winning. Platinum yeah. artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gramsci's here. Just keep here. adding names onto it. No, one yeah. will let, no one's going to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Gramsci, BA, MSC, MC. <laughs> <laughs> QTW. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, yeah, qualified uh, barrister. I hear. No. <laughs> Once upon a time, uh, I gave that laugh up. <laughs> southern barrister. I gave up the southern barrister laugh. No, I am not a qualified barrister. That's a lie. You could tell that from a mile away. Yeah, easily. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, fuck no, absolutely not. Give me the liar eyes. <laughs> so this is an improv podcast um, by name and by nature mm-hmm. and in the center of the table is a device that when struck <gasps> makes this sound can i have a right. go please do yeah any of them any of them they all make the same yes. same noise wow. that's so um, fun at any point during the conversation any of the participants can strike the bell to begin a scene cool. and then initiate that scene and then anyone in themselves or anyone else can end it edit it with another bell abort and then and then cool. we go back to normal then we go back to normal like it never happened so wow. the bell goes and then it's like hey we're, we're, in, the this we're, again. In, the, we're in the fantasy world okay yeah cool. um just if anything takes your fancy it's like the uh the the improv form the living room okay yeah. that's cool yeah. um everyone is aroused by the word potato oh. <gasps> <gasps> One, that's how it works. That's there, how, you there you go. Okay, right, I was going to get a bit more into that. I'm glad you <laughs> the, um, uh, Sam's been having a lot of fun with potatoes on the phone recently, haven't you? I have this morning. Um, All right. I, sex line. Well, <laughs> that's what, what I get frequent phone calls from scam the scam phone lines where they're like, did you have an accident recently? Right. Okay. So I tried to just keep them on the phone as long as possible. Of, right. course. Um, of course. Just to be annoying. And I pushed it a little bit too far this right. morning because I was talking about the accident whenever it was and uh-huh. I said that the car crashed because my car ran on potatoes and they hang up on me which I thought was very rude I think that's how, very, really rude how, I would have been really curious how you disturb their day like that how long did it take to the point before the potatoes came into the conversation I'd, I'd mentioned potatoes a few times oh, already okay. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like drop there was a kind of callback to earlier part of the conversation because the, the reason I was driving was going to buy more potatoes yeah. And um, I also worked on a potato farm <laughs> and I needed to go and get more potatoes. And they, you could sort of hear them going, hmm, is this, is he taking the piss? I mean, I do want to scam people, but I don't want to get the piss taken out. <laughs> he does quite often where we get a phone call, so they will just be like chilling out at home and there'll be a phone call and he'll, and he'll answer the phone and he'll go, you know, hello, Sam speaking, that's his standard I'm answering the phone uh, phrase, but then you'll just hear him go from the other room, potatoes. I'm like, oh, it's a scam call. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing you'll say, just be like, mm-hmm, potatoes. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done any sort of call centre work? Um, no, I haven't. Not And definitely not for a scam. No, either. definitely not a scam. Um, no, I've never done any call centre work. Do you think that, because when I worked in a call centre, I obviously hated my life. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it didn't work for me. Do you think the scam 
phone answers also don't enjoy their job. Therefore, if someone's taking the piss, they're enjoying it. Maybe. Maybe they're enjoying it. They do hang up fairly quickly when uh, I when they catch on. One time probably... I said my name was Jonathan Accidents. Yeah. Um, and because it was they were like asking about an accident and that tipped them off. <laughs> and the guy was like, you're wasting my time. And I'm like, you're trying to scam you're people. You're wasting <laughs> You're trying to scam Ezra, money. Play that people game, in, buddy. People in glass houses yeah. shouldn't I, throw I, stones. I had this woman say to me, she goes, Ed, I was working in one near Churchill Square. It was just savage. But I'd just come back to Brighton and I had to put money down on a house. And it was one of those like, oh, God, 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 I need a job. Like literally today. Yeah. So it was one of those jobs. And this woman, one of the team leaders, you know, <laughs> one of the team leaders. What is she called? Susan. Probably. Brenda. Probably, yeah. Shirley. Susan Brenda Aaron Shirley. Shirley, nice Susan one. Susan Brenda Shirley, Sharon, you know, she gets me in her office. She goes, I've been listening to your calls and you sound like a young man who hates his job. <laughs> and I said, okay, so therefore, what if I sound like an old man? who really loves his job. Would that work? She said, how do you mean? I went, what if I was like, hi there, yeah, I'm calling on behalf of Sky. How are you today? Absolutely fantastic. So I sort of developed this weird character who just sounds like my dad. That's a really good way to deal with that yeah. situation. Yeah. And that is how I dealt with the most depressing idea. job ever. I used I was to like, you, uh, hi there, pleasure I, to talk to you. voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I used to work for uh, a theatre in London uh, in their production office and I would often have to do quite a lot of mystery calling like to other theatres to find Find out what they were doing for like season announcements and that kind of stuff and it got really boring after a while so my colleagues in the desk around me because we had an open plan office would always say like do this one in a welsh accent do this one as if you're really ditzy do this one because your mum needs to know in advance because she's got a dodgy hip or something like that like so uh, that was uh, you know sometimes I'd, I'd call people up and be like hiya um i'm just wondering um do you when you announce your when you tell people what plays you're doing do you do it like one by one or do you do it in like do you do it in like a big clump and then they'll be like a fucking clump they'll be like a clump oh my god a clump she said a clump uh, hello is that the theatre royal uh, yes, how can I help you? Um, I was just phoning about your um, announcements oh, policy. Yeah, sure. yeah. Now, what font do you use? I'm oh, sorry. Well, if you're doing posters, what font is it? Um, I don't... And what size would that font be? So, sorry, you're asking about um, the size and font? The size of the font, because my great-grandmother died in a, in, in a terrible accident involving 0.12 courier font. Okay. And I just want to make sure that her memory is being respected so by your theatre so I'm sorry did you want to buy a ticket for your I just want to check <laughs> Flash, flashback to the grandma's death <laughs> oh I do hope this new printing press is is safe for me to me to use Oh, good! It looks. So, oh, it seems to have caught my petticoat in the in the corner of the. Oh, I'm being killed! Oh. So, um, did you did you want to was it a, you wanted to buy a ticket for your grandmother? We can do no, gift she's, cards. No, she's dead. It was my great grandmother, and she's dead. Oh, um, but, I'm sorry. So, what you're asking is what size and font do we use on our yeah. advertising posters? Well, I mean, I'm just box office, so I, I can put you through to, to advertising if you'd like. No, I don't want to talk to anyone else. No. I'm going now. Bye-bye. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs>
So the, so the lady, she. Um, so yeah, how do you produ- how do you get uh, investors uh, for a play? <laughs> Where does all your money come from? That death was just. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. Like me and Ed, like. Yeah, that is the perfect combo as there well. All of those digital noises came one together. The, one of the things that I really, the only thing I think is that I would like to improve or change about the podcast is that. Uh, well, first of all, we're not doing it full time and not being paid thousands of pounds to do it. <laughs> but also that it's not uh, often visual. We did do a live stream for our twenty fifth episode where we had like webcams all over the room and a uh-huh. keyboard and all this sort of um but yeah most of the time it's not very a very, a very visual art form and i myself am quite a visual performer yeah we're doing the hands back and forward of being a printer so yeah i was quite disappointed so it's, do it's, better it's Sam. weird how um podcasts improv podcasts where you suspend quite a lot of disbelief for the characters even with the visuals it doesn't seem to matter yeah like watching the live comedy bang bangs and things mm. on video and people are doing characters and i know the comedian mm-hmm. and i've seen them other things and it's just like no it doesn't it's fine they're yeah. pretending really to weird. be a ghost how shit i am at articulate i'm shit He's at that really game bad. and people are like yeah. oh i have to be on your team you're like gramsci lyrical wordsmith and then i'll get the word and i'm just fucking miming (laughs) just jiggling around like you know like like, it's articulate mate i'm terrible at articulate i I really struggle i've been saying to sam for a few months now but when i'm on stage improvising i find myself really struggling with my with getting words out and mm-hmm. I much prefer to do something visual as opposed to something with my, yeah, with my... Something, I think we need more physical theatre back in the world yeah. uh, after we watched King King and I that scene where they're acting out oh, yeah. what is it what they're it's acting like, run Eliza yeah run. that's Another amazing all the physical theatre we need yes. more of that was that the film that or was brilliant show? Yeah, the movie of King and I yeah no, the I've movie the, they, they do like you know where people are pretending to be trees and people are being the water like yeah. I'd love to see more of that. I did a clowning course at the uh, Hoopla in London over the summer holidays while I wasn't teaching and it was really fun because mm. it was like really like well, obviously it's clowning it's really physical comedy uh, but having chronic fatigue and chronic pain I didn't do as much physical comedy as everyone else but also it was really interesting to um, just be upstage on my own with nothing to do and like we do a lot of exercises where um, people were only allowed to clap if they liked you they were like we'll only laugh and, and clap if we enjoy what you're doing otherwise it's just like dead stony which is you know not too dissimilar to a gig but they were like on strict instructions don't laugh don't clap as a matter of pity you know wow, so it was hard. yeah so it was really like hard like you have to come up with like gold if you want yeah, to get laugh after laugh you have to come up with like polished cool. material on the spot and it's just like Mm-hmm. My self-esteem did not oh, <laughs> enjoy I it. Love, I love yeah. a bit of brutality. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I did, man. yeah. Too. Because my practice is very um, gentle and compassionate and holistic, but also thorough. And yeah, so for a few years, I haven't been in that sort of like brutal place of like, it has to be good. There's but, a bar yeah. called... Uh, it's not really a bar. It feels more like an underground coliseum or something at Glastonbury called The Circle. I think it's... No, hold on, not The Circle. The Piano Bar? I'd love how you're looking at me as if you think I regularly go to Glastonbury. Right. Look, look I, at me. It's, it's, it's a place called Piano Bar and it feels like you have to go underground to it and you sort of go beneath and there's like this old sort of barn-like theatre going on run by these very lovely but very harsh Irish blokes. Nice. It's the best performance of my life because like, they are so brutal. Yeah. At one point they just start going, right, oh, here's got any talent? And they're just like dragging, just like picking people <laughs> by the show. Well, what about you? Some little lad going, oh, well, I, I've, I've got a poem I could read. He goes, right, up you go. And it's this stage about 15 foot up with this big circle of God. people all watching, you know, like Coliseum level seating. And this guy goes up, goes, 
This morning I awoke thinking maybe it goes, No, sorry mate. <laughs> You're shite off Someone else goes up, you know, it was absolutely savage. And I then the, the crowd that. really get into yeah, it, you know. I just, it, it's like old school. Yeah. It's like in the stocks kind of thing. Yeah. Mate, it was I the like, best, I best think freestyle I'd enjoy of my that life. once. I and then I would never want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, going up there, it was the first time I it was this weird night because I'd been asked to perform with this big crew called Slamboree mm-hmm. at um, Shangri-La where there's like 5,000, 6,000 people. And I was like, whoa. whoa, that's the real heartbeat moment. Yeah, and I yeah, go out, yeah. there's like 6,000 people looking at me, but they're all off their tits on pills and, you know, gurned out and stuff. <laughs> so you're looking down going, I'm not so nervous anymore. Like I could yeah. be literally <laughs> saying anything. It's not the most critical crowd, is it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> and it was a really important gig to me. And when something's super important, I put a little bit of black gaffer tape around my finger and if I feel like it didn't do very well I have to just leave it on until it naturally falls off you know as a sort of like mark of shame and I, ca- and and I black came black mark yeah like, definitely oh my god yeah and I came off where thinking, did that so, sorry just to like go on a type but where did that come from was that like a thing that you learned from someone else or I don't know probably something Freudian or uh, Jungian <laughs> or uh, any other Platonic psychologist you can think of, of. Yeah. Something, something philosophical that's and so dirty. interesting yeah. but yeah that that performance just didn't do it for me because it was like 6,000 people all on pills and I just felt like I didn't get anything out Where's of the it. intimacy? I felt in a bit that? empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, going to the piano bar afterwards where it was just so intense, man. Like <gasps> shitting myself because the crowd were old school. Just like, boo, get off, get off. But it's still quite <laughs> it's like playful. like the globe in like sort of like when Shakespeare was around yeah. and he used to throw apples at people and all that shit. Like, <laughs> brutal. That is, that's harsh. Would you approve of that in Brighton? Because I sometimes feel like this city can rate everything seven out of ten throwing apples at people yeah but you know like however (laughs) if if you're like not particularly good you're going to get marked a generous seven out of ten but then if you're really good you're going to get marked a seven out of ten so the people who aren't particularly good aren't going to feel too bad a lot a lot of the time in this city it's like that was great that was great that was a seven Uh, you know what i mean this is kind of like it can be a bit passive i think brighton has a really good attitude towards creativity and things not always being perfect but exploring and enjoying creativity for what it is as opposed to it being like a competition or Mm -hmm. a science Mm -hmm. which is what i try and teach quite a lot um i think that we're much more inclusive to um things not being perfect mm-hmm. um down here so yeah i well i don't i don't disagree with what you're saying at all but yeah i think brighton particularly is known for being a really safe space for creativity mm-hmm. definitely yeah. like yeah. we did a two-hour show about blobfish on thursday sick you know oh yeah that went down really surprisingly well didn't it <laughs> just that your bars against humanity yeah, yeah. it Amazing. went down so well it was just this niche thing that me and ed have been laughing about privately for months on end and we, i was like <laughs> can we please do this as a bars against humanity just, just for blobfish and we yeah. we do we have a, a few characters lying around at the moment but one of my favourites is the Mouse King who hasn't made much of an entrance oh, recently yeah. the Mouse King was an early Annie and Sam wasn't he yeah. it's just a king a mouse who's a king um, <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes around ruling his kingdom but so, he wants like simple stuff like a mouse would want Like, is it a kingdom of mice yeah yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's well, at war like with the really cat. Like really big king. pieces of cheese. Yeah, yeah. Like peanut butter like things. Nice. He wants simple stuff. Does he demand it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got, um, we've got Doctor, and then we had the Doctor. At one point, the Doctor was talking to me. Like, that you, no, you as a Doctor, as a character, were talking to me. And I was like, you seem to have the same voice as, as the Mouse King. And he was like, no, no, it's not the Mouse King. It's, oh, damn it. Um, they start blending. Yeah. And then he had his, and then he had his nurse. And he was like, this is my nurse, Nurse Nibbles. Oh, no. <laughs> so Mouse, we could do a, we could do a two hour show yeah, with the Mouse King. Yeah, you just need it. That's it. It's going in that direction you've got to let it flow man we should go yeah i want to do oh 
uh, Mouse King swiping through Tinder and being judgmental. <laughs> oh no, she doesn't meet the royal needs. Mmm, this one. Not cheese, I noticed. Which way's good and which way's bad on Tinder? You're so sweet. Um, left is bad, right is good. A left on this one. Um, mm, this one isn't peanut butter. Left. <laughs> oh, vegan? Absolutely not. Won't <laughs> stand for vegan cheese. <laughs> the Mouse King. Lovely. That's the Mouse King. He's always here. He's in our hearts. Absolutely. I want to do a two-hour show with the Mouse King. As you as the Mouse King and me as Nurse Nibbles. That sounds exhausting. And also exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and fun. I want to Well, you we need to have your own t-shirts. We made our own uh, Justice oh, for Bobfish t-shirts. Really, nice. really yeah. good. That was an afternoon Aww, well spent. You guys have so much you fun. Made, you literally made yeah, them. Yeah, they were... Oh, I wish we'd had, we had a photo. We'll show you in the break of how good they were. Ed cut it out, stenciled, spray paint, wow. drew blobfishes. They look like legitimate t-shirts. Brilliant. Really cool. I want to make yeah. t-shirts. We can make t-shirts, baby. We will. When you show us the clip, uh, sorry, the picture in the break, we'll put it in our on our social media. Oh, yeah, somewhere absolutely. So our listeners can see, it. So you can see. So it's not a visual art form, this. <laughs> but it is legitimate, right? We oh, do yeah. have a legitimate anger over the way mm. that blobfish have been treated. So there was about 10% of seriousness which could drive yeah, the totally. show. If it was just yeah. all silly, like there's an element of truth oh, in it, then yeah. we are like, that's not cool, man. I that's had over what, a, sorry, Jenny, carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, that's what people said after. That was the feedback that I've had as well, that like, it was funny, but also what you were saying was true. Yeah. Amazing. That's what you want. I had a review for my Brighton Fringe <laughs> show, which was all silly. It started off because I was applying for Arts Council funding. Mm-hmm. I gave it like a serious, under, like a serious message for the Arts Council, but really it was fucking silly. It was a show about my ex boyfriend had written this really shit play when he was fifteen, and it was really bad and it was written terribly and there were all these ridiculous characters and who were never mentioned again after the first scene all sort of thing and the scene the the sort of the serious message of it was that um he'd given up on writing and you know just lived as an office worker and had no more creativity in his life when really all i wanted to do was just rip it to shreds in front of a paying audience because it's my ex-boyfriend and i just want to laugh at it basically oh of course yeah it was kind of like my dad wrote a porno but with my it's like my ex-boyfriend wrote a script (laughs) but pretty much the same thing um and it was it went really well and then we we had this reviewer in one night who we had a standing ovation that night and i was like yes like this is such great news like he's he was standing up as well uh taking pictures all these sort of things i was like great he's gonna write us up something really lovely and then we got this review back that was like oh it should have been more serious and more like about because i did mention briefly about the how we you know not done the creativity thing for a long time he was like more should have been made of that message but then we looked through their other reviews and it was all like Macbeth at the old church it was clearly like a, it was like a publication for like the older audience and I was yeah, like yeah. why are you reviewing my show like this is marketed to like students I was like you know it's mar- students uh, and, that's and people the thing, in their 20s yeah. so yeah I mean like it's it's all subjective I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned about creativity in the last couple of years is like how little other people's opinions matter oh, totally. absolutely I, re- I released so far sounds video the other day yes i can't wait to watch it it's on my saved links yeah, i haven't seen it yet it's yeah it's good but it just it's really f- interesting watching the comments section and people yeah. like you shouldn't have done this and you should have done this and you really shouldn't swear because someone thought like, i'd said you? fuck when i hadn't and they were adamant Brilliant. i was like i didn't say fuck and they were like you swear so much you don't even realize i was like <laughs> i wrote this song <laughs> wrote the fucking song you but fucking prick like, you fucking fuck <laughs> comparing me to you they were like you know bob didn't didn't have to swear and and the beatles didn't swear i was like i'm really nothing like the beatles i don't get where yeah. you're having this comparison weird. we're totally different worlds of music it's yeah. so weird that you're trying to review me in that kind of box mm. yeah it just yeah 
What's for dinner this evening, Sweet Pea? Uh, fish and chips. I like fish and chips, but I wish it was more exactly the same as pie. But, sorry. Yeah. Um, Fi- don't you agree, children, that... No, Daddy, I don't like it when the fish I wish you were more exactly the same as your brother. I've always been a fan of anything you cook, Daddy. There we go, see? Everyone should be like so- him. Fish should be like pie. No, fish are meant to be on land, everything should be on land, I'm on land, everything should be the same. But daddy, fish can't be on land! Everything's not for you, just because you're a white man. I'm a white man, and therefore everything I do is correct, and everything everyone else does is wrong. Why does mummy always bring race into arguments? (laughs) I want to continue talking about fish on land with daddy. Mummy, (laughs) I think we should start a feminist uprising! I think so too, darling. No, no, I don't want a feminist uprising. White men stand together. (laughs) White white men stand together. Standing together at last, we found something we can agree on. Oh God! Oh fuck! Well, thank God that ended when well, it did. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> Fish and chips. I'm going to take it out of context now and just like We're white men to... stand together. Sam Ray. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just cut that. Yeah. One section. Council culture is going to get right on you. We're going to get big red smashing through the window. Oh, have we... you seen big red? Oh my God! Do you no, know who big red is? We love big red. Is it the Kool Aid guy? It's like, oh this, yeah. It's this like really really extreme radical feminist, and she's like terrifying. Uh-huh. She's awesome. She's, she's like something off Sesame Street. She's like she's like a, a character in a film. Her face, and she says she just shouts. Is at she people. real? Yeah, she's yeah, real. She's a real She's radical feminist, like far, 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 far into it. Extremist. Feminist. Like yeah. she is the head point of She's extreme like, well, radical feminism. You can just shut the fuck up for a minute. I'll teach you something about patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this That's woman. That's not even an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. Amazing. Like, I need that has tattooed to be a stand-up. on my arm. <laughs> yeah. I need that, like, if, if you can just shut up for a minute, I'll teach you something about patriarchy <laughs> on the inside of my arm. I need it. That'd I need it great, now. That would be a great tattoo. It would be a great it. tattoo for a heterosexual man. That one is penis. <laughs> Be like the ultimate mansplaining, having, having that on your dick. You can shut the fuck up for a minute, lady. I'll teach you something about Patreon. Ooh, and it only, on my it, only it, it only says that when it's erect, but when it's flaccid, it says hashtag not all men. <laughs> that would be weird. That's disgusting. Oh, mate, that would be amazing. I feel like oh, thinking God. about my first tattoo, like I'm fine. Like now I've finally said, you know what? The musical and theatre industry and the acting industry is a trash, toxic place to be where everything emotion yeah. and skill is treated as a sport we've discussed yes, this before absolutely have you I'm in agreement oh we have oh we have now I've decided that it's it's complete trash I'm like okay fuck it I'm gonna get a tattoo so I'm, I'm thinking that's of, your yeah. it's like a rebel tattoo yeah. like fuck well, you, that industry not like a cast. fish pie please fill us in yeah. Well, you know, you here's, some, here's yeah. some prawns. Have some of this. In the acting, <laughs> well, in the industry, that. they say if you want to get tattoos, you can get them, but make sure you can cover them up. But also, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, sometimes they might hire someone who's just as good as you, but doesn't have any tattoos because it costs more money to cover up someone's tattoos and blah blah. blah. It takes right. more time mm-hmm. on a film set to cover up someone's tattoos, so you might as well just not get them. Like it's just a really sort of it's just churning out clones, and like it really put me off. A lot of things. This isn't the main thing that put me off, but a lot of things really put me off. Um, the thing, the main thing that put me off about it was that it treats emotion and authenticity like a sport mm. and I'm like I'm not cool I'm not down with that what do you mean by a sport so it kind of just like judges people based on how <laughs> good they are at being a good actor right. which is, I mean which is like I mean that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's an industry and like it needs to make money and blah blah blah, blah. but then there's a different conversation 
could happen altogether. But it's just like, oh, she's really good at like emotions, and it's just like, how can you 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 can't be good be or bad? Do you know what I mean? It's like it just feels really like turning the human experience into mm-hmm. something to be judged mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. sort of um, d- criticized, and mm-hmm. that made me feel really uncomfortable. Um, trying to commodify something. A- that's hard to sort of grasp yeah mm. like, like trying to measure in, in, oh, yeah. well, I like Christmas yeah <laughs> I'm a fan it's like, it's like that sort of commodity the kind of commodification commodif- yeah. commodification do you mean good at commodification of like Valentine's Day it's just like oh god just, Valentine's like, Day sell loads weird. of money based on love oh, and I mean weird. yeah we could talk about Valentine's Day uh, yeah, I think I need a bit more of an explanation, please. I don't think I'm fully on the same page as you. Okay. A blobfish on Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's the same voice. So as I'm the really, bitch. <laughs> That's I'm my really, neutral voice. I'm really looking forward to our date tonight, Blobfish. Um, uh, me too, but I've, uh, unfortunately, since I've come up to land, I've been judged so much about my physicality that the only place which really accepts me is, is the local BDSM scene. <laughs> the what, sorry? The, the local BDSM scene. The local BDSM scene? Whenever I get into a taxi, I say, could you take me to the nearest BDSM scene, please? And the taxi driver's always very confused. And I say, I'm a blunted, but I must be accepted. I mean, I don't think this date is going to go very well if I can't understand what you're saying. Can you love that? BDSM, you're saying the BDSM scene? Yeah. They're the only place that don't body shame me. Oh, can I get you some uh, water for the table? A bottle of wine or something? Uh, Anything? uh, Okay. Yes. I've been sealed in a bubble of gel water. It's as well I can still talk to you. You've been sealed in a bubble of water? I I once met a lovely man who also agrees that fish should be on land. Good. Right, well, that clears up my question. I can't breathe. Right, so... Um, <laughs> so right. that's the blobfish voice. <laughs> so back to commodifying emotions. Commodifying emotions. Oh my God. I can't breathe. <laughs> I've been there. Jenny's little face, she was like... <laughs> 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 so cute. <laughs> oh my God. So, so okay, do you well, mean commodifying yeah. the act of emotions so like, like, the, what it, like what it on does, stage and on screen yeah i think well first of all it come, I, well, I mean but yes then that's what acting is but i think it's the it's the practice of acting itself in that people are judged on their ability to do emotions better or portray an emotion or um fake something better and that to me just feels very like icky and disingenuous and it's like for me performing has always been about the truth of things and if the truth is there, then the comedy or the movement or whatever mm-hmm. it is you're trying to aspire to will come. Comes across Whereas as some people are like, oh, she's so good at like crying on cue or oh, she's so good at like being really angry or he's so good at this and that. And it's just like, I don't, something about it feels really uncomfortable to me. Oh, it's interesting. I don't yeah. think I've been in your neck of the woods enough to fully yeah. grasp what you're saying. That's okay. I'm yeah. happy to explain to the best of my yeah, yeah, ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting, though. This is why, but this is why I love improv so much. Is because it comes. It's you don't have time to think. It's about truthful, honest answers in a really loving, supportive environment. Is it the same way that the like? Oh, Morgan Freeman does wisdom well. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I've been hired to be wise. Yeah, that's a good but, question. Uh, yeah. I suppose because he's got that. He's got that famous voice that we all know and love so well. I don't know. <clears throat> that's a tricky question. I suppose I'd have to think on it a bit more. Um, but I think my experience of 
trying to make a career in the musical theatre community just felt very um, toxic and bullying and oh, totally. um, just really, yeah, really critical and not a place where people go to build each other up, they no. go to break each other down. Yeah. And that wasn't within line with my with how I wanted to work and That's spend the rest that, of my I, life. That was a, an ongoing thing from when I was a kid and I did dance yeah competitions just any of that performing arts world was just awful and yeah. so reinforced by the adults and yeah, the parents really on the children just, yeah it's oh, so do you, oh, do you mean like forced artificial happiness in musicals for example do mm-hmm. you mean that sort of thing mm-hmm. you know that kind of like we're all here and we're all like we're hands whizzy and blah, 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 that blah. kind of thing yeah i think um I think we're sort of going deeper into this now than what I've actually considered. Okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like, how do I how do I answer it? Yeah, because then there's that other side of it of being like, okay, so what about the happy stuff and like the stuff where people get hired to play their type? I mean, I mean, as a as a human being uh, who doesn't always have all the answers, I'm quite happily comfortable to say I don't know the answer to that question. Is it um, a bit like what in films and games in where? in order to make money companies can't find the formula for making a good product they don't really know what that is right. so they just make a product that fill, ticks all the boxes of what other good products looked like okay yeah like the, a franchise of films like the the recent um Indiana Jones films a good example yeah. of something where they tried to make it mm-hmm. like they tried to capture the spirit of the original Indiana Jones films mm-hmm. but completely missed the mark because oh, all they were thinking yeah. about was oh it had special effects mm-hmm. and it had adventure in it yeah. mm-hmm. and, and the, it's like there was more the, to it than that yeah yeah and aliens yeah exactly and the honesty sort of doesn't really come out yeah. The, uh, the honesty isn't there because when they made the Indiana Jones films it was because it was Steven Spielberg and George Lucas who loved those old pulp uh, adventure novels mm-hmm. and trying to they I were think, taking their childhood experiences and putting them I think on screen that's this the is why I'm marrying you like you the love <laughs> it's like if it's not made with love people feel that like yeah. oh, let's not even start going into the Disney remakes but <laughs> the, the Jungle Book is just like so void of any love and passion for me and yeah, I nice. just thought that the whole time I was watching it and then I saw the behind the scenes of the director directing Mowgli and I was like no one's having a good time there's yeah. no like excitement here there's We're just no like d- the you, you, and then you do this and then you do that cool yeah. for people listening she's just sort of like oh. pointing at the <laughs> arm yeah, yeah it's weird, just a really it? floppy like a sort unenthusiastic of, like, scarecrow arm. arm just like <laughs> yeah no I think this is why I'm marrying you you're good at translating my thoughts when they become all jumbled it's because yeah. I only understand things by metaphors with simple things that I understand yes <laughs> I've missed seeing like Really badass movies that are for adults. Now they're so f- few and far between. Yeah, yeah you got like you've got John Wick and Mandy. John Wick or like <laughs> a Tarantino film every five years. Yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, yeah. But like Deadpool yeah. is the first R-rated. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, it's a fifteen. <laughs> it's a fifteen. Man. Yeah, that's, come on, we're all adults. What about now. like horror films and stuff? Because I'm not. I, I I'm not. Most of them are fifteens. I was going to say well. I'm not into them as much. I mean, I think I've only gotten into scary i say in inverted commas films uh but for me a scary film was like an action film when i was younger because i was like there's some mild peril i'm terrified (laughs) (laughs) but like i watched silence of the lambs for the first time about two years ago you enjoyed it though i really enjoyed Uh, it yeah it's amazing it was horrible it was but like i wouldn't have been able to watch it 10 years ago i'd have had nightmares forever so like how do you so how do you feel about 
um, yeah, horror films then in that regards because I suppose they're made for I don't know are they made for teenage boys who are like trying to be hard like I don't horror, horror films that, yeah. teenagers <laughs> I think definitely a teenage market right I yeah. feel like more than mm-hmm. anything else I used to lo- watch this, them loads as a teenager. I love psychological well, John Carpenter made wait, well John Carpenter and the producers I think Deborah Hill who made Halloween they made shit loads of money from making very cheap like, films. Very, very cheap. Like that's like a student movie budget. Like they had yep. nothing of a budget. Halloween gets released. Just that massive explosion. Then you go all the way through the eighties of just like Friday the thirteenth movies. Just pay like bad actors money because because it's horror. People yeah. just pay and see it. They're films that are made for fuck all, yeah. but they make a lot more money back. So the quality of horror movies is always kind of eh, that's it's, why yeah. I, I very rarely I get excited for a horror film. I, some, I'm, one, not really, I'm not really into horror because it because it's too scary um, but <laughs> yeah, the, there's a general consensus in from what I understand of the horror film community is that it's currently going through a kind of renaissance of high quality horror right. now because nice. of th- things like um, Hereditary yeah that Witch was a wicked and, movie and things like that, yeah, uh, like that. Well, there was a few others and things so but that was that's come directly out of it after years and years of it being just trying to recreate mm-hmm. things just going like oh, what what did other horror films do yeah, we'll do sure. exactly that and now yeah. people are reinventing the styles and mm, using yeah. practical mm-hmm. effects and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tr- putting the effort in you can share them out people will continue to watch them there's like yeah. Like yeah. paranormal, uh, it's like paranormal activity. activity. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to <laughs> explain, so explaining the Halloween franchise is that takes like half an hour because they've just retconned it so many yeah. times. Yeah. It's just so bizarre. It's like twenty I say, years yeah, ago. Like I have any idea but, what they're saying. Yeah. But there's like, like, yeah, I've seen all of them. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So there was like Halloween one and two. And then Michael Myers died in the second one. Then they made a third one, which had nothing to do with Michael Myers. Then right. they brought him back for four, five, and six. Right. And then they brought out one called Halloween H2O, which was <laughs> Halloween 20 years later, which retconned three, four, five, and six. <laughs> and then they brought out, like, Rob Zombie brought out Halloween and then Halloween 2. And now they brought out a new Halloween, which is just called Halloween, which is a sequel to the original Halloween. And they've retconned two, three, four, five, and six. So you're just like, Jesus. what? It sounds fuck? suspiciously um, similar to Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, just like, like six core films that have been repeatedly ripped off again and again. And I'm like, why? Is there one? Am is I there a Halloween? Interested? Is there a Halloween film where he's in space? No, that's Friday the Thirteenth. That's Friday. <laughs> right. That's called Jason X. That's right. I'm fascinated. And he goes, and there's that. there's a bit in that. I remember seeing the trailer for it. And there's a bit where they lock him in a room. They lock him in a, in a room in the spaceship and they're like, oh shit, do you know what that room was though? I forgot, before we locked him in here, that's the room where whatever you put in there gets covered in guns and armour. Right. <laughs> and he oh, comes shit. out covered in guns and armour and they're like, That's Fuck. amazing. It's it's Every it, time. It's so bad that it's good. I think that's yeah, another thing. Yes, that's, that's something else. Speaking of, I've got a Tommy Wiseau oh. picture. <laughs> Um, I don't think we go a day without quoting Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Uh, that is not Hi, an exaggeration. <laughs> That's how we greet each other. Oh, oh my God, like... is he dead? That's my favourite. <laughs> I've got the results back. I've definitely got breast cancer. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. I, Never I, comes up again. That's the best thing I've ever seen. I love it. A famed saw, photo of Tommy. I saw a video of, um, not a video, what am I about? A fringe show of The Room. Uh, about, I don't know about four or five years ago it was like a student company at that one o'clock brilliant. in the morning at the City Cafe which is what? this place that's open all night that's yeah bizarre. like a little downstairs room like where we went to see um, 
uh oh i can't remember we want to see something there and it's like downstairs uh in this like like grotty little bar and it was uh a group of students that did the room the musical and they we walked in they gave us all plastic spoons to throw um and the bits where people have sex they just had a big old bed sheet with the words they had sex written on it and then the <laughs> great. and the pianist just goes diddle 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 and they all go they had sex woo and then they hold the head bed sheet up it was like the best one of the best sounds, things i'd seen i was seen. gonna say that yeah. sounds legitimately so really good. good yeah it was deeply deeply handing the audience plastic spoons to throw Brilliant. yeah it's a really Streak good of test genius. of character yeah it's a great test of character isn't it what, like what, just going someone the room. just go watch this and if they don't find it funny or find any value in it at all you go I don't think I need friends that way you showed it to me so early on in our relationship you're like it's all going well so far right this go, is it here, I'd this like to introduce test. you to Tommy Tommy Jenny Jenny Tommy oh, hi Jenny hi <laughs> <laughs> Jenny let's oh. go outside and start throwing a basket, a baseball back and forth oh with each other. So, yeah this way round right yeah uh, Tommy Wiseau laughs into a cave and it echoes around the cave okay <laughs> <laughs> lovely that was a very it, delicate it, little ding there Ed. I have I've, uh, I'm known for my delicate ding <laughs> you got a delicate <laughs> delicate ding <laughs> Jenny's like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> when you delicate. when you strike the, the pad it's touch sensitive so if you have to to get a good ding you have to give it a good thwack basically right. yeah oh yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I wished I could turn that off because like this is a drum pad so yeah. like one of the features is it being pressure sensitive I'm like can I turn that off it <laughs> makes it more sound like a real bell that's true to be fair well, it's a recording of a real bell and you have to be excited about your idea yes you know it's so true like smack it yeah good idea there's it's been a few times where I've like kind of scrabbled across the desk to reach it to get myself the fuck out of the scene that I'm doing <laughs> and because I've like barely touched it it's just me like abort abort and then all you hear is just this tiny little like Help, 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 help. <laughs> in the background because I'm like, oh my god, I need to edit this scene. So did you, did you meet Tommy Wiseau at this thing? Did you get to I rub didn't. his face? No, I've no, not I've met, him, met no. him. Wait, so what was the person like who played Tommy? How, oh, did god, they do him justice? Just a, it was just like a student in a blonde oh, black wig, oh, yeah, doing brilliant. the voice and the, 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 you know, the posture and all that sort of stuff. That and the shows like my dream come true. I do it. Yeah, I mean, we both, we haven't seen The Disaster Artist yet because I've... No, I, I haven't either. Yeah, We're I was, a bit nervous. I, I, no. Have you seen it? Yeah. I was a bit nervous. I thought what, it was taking the piss. What did you think? What it, did you think of it? I liked it. There okay, were, cool. There were issues. Um, right. It was weird. It was sort of... Parts of it felt very genuine and very like... Um, like seeing behind the scenes in a way. And parts of it just felt very like, you know, I think you've taken some liberties here. Yeah. It, it wasn't it's good what kind of liberties um just bits felt disingenuous it was kind of that's what we're talking about i think things felt a little like you tommy wiseau is not someone you need to exaggerate like you don't need to pretend he's a weirdo very true if you see him in any interview he's a weirdo and he does unapologetically himself all the time we love him so it it felt like there was heightening of the drama when there didn't need to be yeah in places like he's weird enough (laughs) yeah it just uh that film's genius it's it's so silly and it kind of reminds you of just all yeah storytelling and all art and just all of it's artificial and a bit silly and just really like to be perfect you can't follow it to to be viable you know, yep. one of the biggest, um, well, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got from someone is that it doesn't have to be good; it just has to be viable. 
Um, and I think The Room is a really perfect example of that. One of my favourite theories about The Room is that it was made uh, because Tommy Wiseau came into a lot of money illegally and had to get rid of it. So he made a film. <laughs> so he laundered it. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Best great. laundering job my, ever. Yeah, that's well, one of my on favorites. that um, slanderous note, uh, it's, <laughs> we'll on, it's on Wikipedia. We'll a... It's very accurate, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a short break and back in a few minutes. Cameron playing a guitar. No, it's, I think it's Boris Johnson. Yeah, it's Boris with the capo, yeah. and he's playing the wrong side oh, of the Boris. neck. Classic. Come on, mate. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Ed Miliband, and kind of sorry, David Cameron. No, but not fuck really. him. It's a, um, it's a never apologise to to David Cameron. No. Uh, that's my motto for life. Really? <laughs> that's, that's what gets me up in the morning. Whatever you're doing, don't apologise. Welcome back to part two of this episode um this is contrived and insufferable i'm here with co-host annie harris good morning or afternoon whenever you're listening <laughs> good good time good time good time i'm here good with jenny day. Maloney. good day i'm here with jenny maloney oh hello and i'm here with gramsky yes i was just thinking what if you <laughs> yes were... i'm gramsky yes <laughs> <laughs> what if you were walking down a street and you yep. know when you get bumped into and you apologize and you feel bad for it and what i if say it was david cameron what, what if, if like, it was david, david cameron, if i bumped, bumped into, into you and then you apologize oh not really prick <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be an awful. It feeling. would be very embarrassing for me to have accidentally apologised to David Cameron. Oh, uh, I heard, I saw him. He said, like, um, he said, made made a release today saying uh, that Boris and Theresa have behaved appallingly. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe don't quit then if you care about what's happening in British politics. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe don't don't quit. Maybe. Do the job you were supposed to be doing. Tapping out. Nice, nice light talk. Lovely light talk. Light talk. talk. Light yeah. talk. We did a lot of heavy stuff in season one, didn't we? We Despite did. Despite with the aim for doing some light talk. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, did yeah. you talk about what really gets you down in yeah. this world of us? Yes. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, and a lot of sort of political stuff. Yeah. And I think I felt sort of obliged to use the platform that we have to do that kind of thing. But actually... It's also Sometimes being silly is really important. That's kind yeah. of like, again, back to Blobfish. Yep. The, oh, yeah. The, so yeah. important. I love uh, Blobfish. That was an impo- sort of a good theme that we had going. Like, we were like, let's not, you know, this is the important stuff that's going on in the world. We want to talk about Blobfish and like kind of taking the piss a bit, obviously. But yeah. it's really important to have that turnaround because every loads of people are talking about it, which is really, really important. And I'm not saying that it's not, but it's, it is important to not talk about it as yeah. well and to yeah. like let loose and laugh about... Work-life balance. I think I called a blobfish Boris Johnson's left testicle. Yeah, it? something And then like we were yeah. like, let's not talk about that irrelevant topic, you know, and like bring <laughs> it back to what's important, justice for blobfish. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I got uh, one of the suggestions at one point was, you know, because you get it every gig is either Donald Trump or Boris Johnson mm. and it's just uh, every time I look at a blobfish it makes me think about blank and then one of them was Boris Johnson and just create this false reality where I looked at it and went Boris Johnson it's like ladies and gentlemen tonight we are only taking things that are politically relevant <laughs> Boris Johnson in the year 2019 is not politically relevant which half the audience was like Cheering. oh I'm so so happy that we're just people staying silly it. and yeah, then other people took silly. it as like oh that's a really deep yeah, thing to say yeah. and I was like, no. that they were like was the yeah. Split. yeah yeah it's not politically relevant yeah, you know so it was great amazing we created, really funny. we created this lovely false reality for two yeah, hours awesome. where Ooh. the number one issue of today yeah. is justice for Blockfish 
good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people just really get into it. Yeah, it was totally. Oh, yeah. it was really cool. Oh, you need a, really you need a space cool. for silliness. I mean, I, I've been, I've had this. Put carrots on hats. Put carrots on hats. Put carrots on hats. Excuse me, I put booked ca- this. I booked put- this spot for a protest. And it's not about that. It's about um, j- scarfs for giraffes. Put carrots on scarf for giraffes. 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 Scarfs for giraffes. I quite like the idea of scarfs. Good. Giraffes Giraffe. get cold necks too. They need to keep their necks warm, even though they live in a hot country. They also need scarfs. Oh my goodness, that sounds really, really exciting. Unfortunately, we've already split down the middle into people who think giraffes should get blue scarfs and giraffes should get red scarfs, and we're blue already scarves, blue scarves, red scarfs, red scarfs, red scarfs. But the real issue is who's going to be knitting these scarfs on the line? We have Miriam. <laughs> Alright dear love, I've been I've been knitting these scarves since nineteen eighty three for this. I've been knitting away. I've been getting out some card flakes which I thought was a jigsaw puzzle. I thought it was all beef. But besides that, I've just been knitting and knitting and knitting. Thank you very much for speaking to us, Miriam. We now cut live to Westminster Square where we can see a group of protesters singing a protest song all about scarves for giraffes. Yeah, check this out, yeah, like we're down here like keeping it real like cause like do you know what I mean like it's a lot of skin to get covered up in a cold country like England's we're gonna get a whole lot of giraffes here check this out check this out I'm rapping when I respect you think about a giraffe not having a laugh they got long necks dude and we got to cover them up when it's here in the winter cause they're getting sore just like a harsh splinter who's a little bit of freestyling that you can get into Get a scarf for a giraffe. Get a scarf. Get a scarf for a giraffe. For a giraffe. We're not having a laugh. It's a scarf for <laughs> a giraffe. Get a scarf for a giraffe. Yeah. Get a scarf for a giraffe. For real motherfucker. We're not having a laugh. It's a scarf for a giraffe. But I have to knit them with my knitting needles since 1983. I've been feeling feeble. I've been knitting away since my husband's eyes. But when I saw a cold giraffe's neck, it's the first time I cried. The tears were leaking and they went down on the floor. They fell into the seeds. It grew plants and more bean stalks. And the top of it is a giant giraffe, which I put into a boiling hot bath. Get a scarf for a giraffe. Get a scarf. Get a scarf for a giraffe. For a giraffe. Get not having a laugh. It's a scarf for a giraffe. We split it down the middle. Should they be red or should they be blue? That's the thing we're fighting to find out right now. I believe in blue, but he believes in red. What are we gonna do? We're gonna fight to the death! I think I need a new hobby. All this knitting makes me angry, makes me gobby. It's been fantastic, and yes, it's been class. But now I'm getting bored of knitting a scarf for a giraffe. I need to get myself something, make me more keen. Maybe I should join the blogfish on the BDSM scene. 
Because I'm doors of it, I'm saying to your people I'm bars of materials and I'm bars of needles <laughs> Deeply, deeply enjoyable Very good so back that. to David Cameron mm. <laughs> <laughs> and his topic. views on Theresa May and Boris Johnson. I did a I did a stand up gig, gig years ago, um, which was sort of political in nature, and it was on the night. So I was just about to walk on stage, and I was looking at my phone, and it was the day that um, Theresa May appointed Boris Johnson foreign secretary, and I was like, political satire has no meaning anymore. It's unbelievable. How how far can we push this? I was like, this is, I don't know what to do now. I I sort of ended the set by going, like, you've just watched me do five minutes of political satire, but Boris Johnson is the foreign secretary, so he wins. (laughs) It's really, really hard. It's ridiculous. I have to flat out refuse Trump now. Not out of a kind of like, no, I'm not going to talk about him out of like, you know, like personal political feelings. That's not why I'm I'm so, so bored. Yeah. And it's also kind of depressing that that's the surface level first conscious yeah. thought or idea. Yeah, yeah. You go, give me a word. People go, Trump. It's the first thing every it's single It's on everyone's game. mind. Now, In, now uh, I have to go, we often right, get, just to uh, let you know, I don't do Trump. Harry Potter is the is the first is one of the most popular improv suggestions. It's like yeah. styles of film or a fictional character. That's a big one. Give me a fictional character. Harry Potter or Voldemort is honestly. Is it like has it entered the the modern lexicon? Like if you ask someone to pick a number, they usually say thirty seven. And if you ask someone to what? pick what? No, they do not. Usually, yeah, they usually go thirty seven because because people would be like, or you know, between one and a hundred. Because they'll go, you can't go too high because that's too obvious. I can't go too low. And they won't pick an even number because that feels too obvious. Mm. Even though, like, you weren't asked to pick a non-obvious. You were asked to pick a random number. Anyway, and if you say pick a um, vegetable, people say carrot and things like that. There's all these kind of, like, words that are that are immediately associated with other words. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in that, but then it's different by culture as well. So mm. people are from different countries would, oh, that's would so have a different oh. set I'd love of, to know what the difference is between cultures. Yeah. yeah. You'd be fine yeah, out. English just ask, people uh, always pick carrot. That's always, if that's the go-to vegetable. Sausage as well. And they just, but they both, an animal, people will say giraffe. So they've all just come up. They I've were, had a lot of giraffes. We just had carrots and giraffes, didn't we? Yeah, that's true. We did. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cheese. One of my... Loads cheese. and loads Kids of love cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> when you free, when, yeah, when I went round the schools with John and all the kids are just like, cheese! They just want to hear freestyles <laughs> about cheese. <laughs> we do, um, my friend Beth and I run an improv company for kids called Made Up Mayhem and we do like kids workshops and classes and that sort of thing. And the amount of times that I've had to say no to being called like poo-poo wee-wee bum face. <laughs> like, seriously, it's the first thing that comes oh, out of their mind. Like, what's my... Name, She's like, like poo. I, I get that, enough though. of that at home. <laughs> you sound like my husband. <laughs> yeah, I'm really helping my 2013 14 self now mm-hmm. because I'm actually watching the Harry Potter movies now with Jenny. <laughs> but like, because uh, I always used to get Harry Potter at every gig, and I was like, oh, I don't yeah. care. I, I, I know nothing about it. I just don't care. And now that I'm getting Trump, I'm like, you know what? Harry, please, Harry, please, Harry. please, for <laughs> yeah. God's sake. Someone, Someone bring back Ron Weasley. <laughs> a spatula as lot as well. If you get a, oh, a spatula, a, yeah. a, a household item, a spatula. You usually get um, like we did the uh, there was an improv jam at Scoops last night, mm-hmm. and usually when you ask for a word, if you ask an audience for a word, you almost always get a noun, mm-hmm. like almost always. And I've, or, yeah, I want to ask for like adjectives a, or a something, verb. but I feel like nouns are better. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> for acting, I don't know. I guess because like a noun. There's going to be 
no, sorry, with an adjective, there's probably going to be some emotional content to it because it will be positive or negative. Of course, yeah. And it will imply some, probably imply some objects from yeah. it. But a noun on its own. I want an adverb. You want an adverb? Yeah. Quietly. Yeah. Yeah? That could be Lovingly. fun for improv. That would be really All right, fun. babe, tell you what, give us an adverb and we'll do a thing. That sounds with fun. It. Sparingly. What? I, I went. I went. What? I went to the. I went to the shop today. Oh, well, don't tell me too much about it. Yes, yeah, so try and keep chat chatter to a minimum, please. Oh. Keep, you know. Well, I went. Okay, never mind. Which, uh, but you've already hit your word limit, young man. I have. He's counting on his fingers. That's not allowed. It's okay to count on your fingers as long as you don't go over your word limit. So, is there a syllable limit? Damn it. <laughs> You've gone right through it now. You can't speak at the next meeting either. Marjorie, are you about to say something? Hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> very enjoyable and very surreal. I liked it. I think I'm going to ask for adverbs that are next. Okay. You're going to have, probably have to explain Great to people stuff. what they are. Yeah. yeah, we're like, doing. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I know we'll do plugs at the end, but I'm very excited that we will be doing the Hoopla Improv Marathon on the 28th of September. Yep, uh, which is just Ooh, uh, 24 that? hours of improv overnight. That sounds really yeah. fun. It's gonna and be the very longer fun. you stay in character, so me and Ed did. Sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say the longer you stay in character, the better you just get to know the character. Yeah, and it become become. It's fun. When to we were advertising them. our fringe show we made really crap leaflets and we were like let's go out in the characters that we're going to be and hand out leaflets and town was completely dead nice but we had the best time we it just ended amazing. up staying in character just with each other yeah, for like I, I was, two or three hours but i was manny the manager from uh, basil in essex oh. it's just bizarre how much this is John, being, johnny maloney being in an from improv essex. character can change your perspective so i was like an essex girl called johnny and he was my manager and we were like going around town and i had some fake tits but like <laughs> it was like town and there were like fights kicking off but where i wasn't jenny i was johnny so I was like, babes, like you can't do this to each other. <laughs> but like in real life, I would not go anywhere near that shed. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? These I girls were like, this is not the right time. I was we're like, like oh, yeah, you know what, girls? Beating the shit out of each other. We're like, yeah, you know what, girls? You feel alright? My friend Ed, who is not an actor at all, but is just really a. He's just got the gift of the gab. He, he and I, when we used to go out drinking, when we were, you know, we turned 18, which is probably slightly before we were 18. We used to go out cops. To, yeah, we used to go out in, you know, like Cardiff and stuff because we grew up in South Wales and the Forest of Dean and that. And uh, we'd just like take on personas for the night, but so like just, just to get involved with other people's stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah, yeah. we would, we, we saw, I remember one time, um, we were walking down uh, the main shopping street in Cardiff and um, we saw a woman who had just, you know, had too much and fallen off a chair and bumped ahead and ambulance was coming and all this sort of thing and Ed just like inserted himself into the middle of this thing and was just like you know as a medical student he's like he's not a medical student as a medical <laughs> as a medical student you should really blah 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 and I was like what were you doing he's like oh I was just telling them as a medical student what they should do and I was like Ed you're not a medical student that's <laughs> like, <I'm> like serious <laughs> he's like you're just impersonating you and know that lady yeah. died yeah, she <laughs> was just she just had a bit too much and I think her friend was panicking as a medical student to call her, yeah he's like as a medical brilliant. student you just really need to get her home and get her into bed like, my, my thing was uh, ridiculous phrases 
So it's like my old man used to say, and then you just have a string of complete fucking nonsense and loads of blokes. Like I've seen ma- it in male action. pride is an amazing thing, but like, yeah, well, yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, they just so go along like, with someone it. Someone would just be like, tell you this story about like, do you know what I mean? Like, excuse me at work, it's been like really fucking winding me up like all day, and you go, well, mate, it's like my old man used to saving a penguin caught in a badger trap. You know? <laughs> and, and then they'll look at you, they'll look at you for a second, they'll be like, right, I don't want to admit, I don't know what that means. They go, yeah, for real, mate. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> That reminds me of I saw it. can be done. Girl, girls never fall for that shit. It's like, right? like what the fuck? Girls go, what? What the fuck does that mean? Like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. gets caught in a so, bag. So uh, we can have a quick game of uh, my old man used to say. Yeah. So what you do is yeah. you, you string together uh, a sentence of complete nonsense. So Jenny once came up with a good one, which was like my old man used to say, even a flamingo can bend its beak, which, <laughs> which means. So then you have to logically work out the best thing that that can mean. Oh, so, we do that with Scrabble. Yeah. 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 Oh, good old Scrabble. Sounds like a good game. So right, this is a why, new segment. So that, that what was it? Why? Even a, a flamingo even a, can a, bend its beak. Which we worked out was even someone who's loud, flamboyant and outgoing can keep a secret if they have to. Oh, no, very, very extroverted like person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like I mean, it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can still be trusted. It's yeah. a new segment. Do you what, hear that? What about that fella? A brand new segment. <laughs> he's, he's a bit of a loud mouth though isn't he go easy fella even a flamingo can bend his boat <laughs> <laughs> if you say it enough it's a real phrase yeah it's great like, when yeah, Sam yeah, yeah. and I just to put a pause on the segment just for a second when Sam and I met we were uh, it was a, a Christmas party for some horrible job I had back in back in the in the day and uh, we went to the Christmas party Sam met me after the meal and we went to the pub with uh, with all my colleagues and stuff and we were playing just a game of Scrabble on our own in front you know just out the way of everyone sounds uh, familiar yes yeah. and uh, but we play what we call improv scrabble where you just make up a word and then you have to that define it fun. and the person who wins is just basically like on a merit thing like yeah. you just decide at the end who's won uh, but we came up with some really great ones that night we had um, uh, idolatrous Mm-hmm. Which oh, means nice. when you're was it when you're you're jealous about your neighbours? Yeah, garden yeah. It was, or, it was yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, basically. Yeah, uh, when you're jealous about <laughs> yeah. jealous he's about like your neighbours. He's neighbor's being things. really idolatrous with me. <laughs> um, my favourite one was it was just a string of D's, and it's like when you want someone to shut up. Yeah. So yeah, we're with you on that. Awesome. You've just opened a whole new. Oh, we've got we've got a Scrabble board. We bought one specifically to play on the podcast, but as I said, not a very visual art form. So maybe next time we do for a live, live stream, stream, probably. Yeah, uh, we looked around every single charity shop in Hove, I think, for uh, for a game of Scrabble, and in the end, we just had to buy one off mm-hmm. Amazon. We were like, fine. Yeah, it's like we a tried. lucky little gem, isn't it? You just stumble. At, I stumbled upon mine in a charity shop. It's like you stumble upon it, <clears> and nice. it's the best day ever, basically. When that happens. Well, it's like my old man used to say: you never see a goose laying a landmine. <laughs> you never see a goose laying a landmine. So, geese, you eat. Geese, Do you eat geese often? <laughs> Do you, babe? Yeah. Geese, you eat them? Uh, uh, geese crisps. Goosey. Poison crispy goose. Never see a goose laying a landmine. Do you ever eat goose? No, they don't. Yeah, you can fat. eat goose. I've had, we had goose for Christmas. Okay, oh, there you go. That sounds nice. Oh, well. anyway. We did, and I like to make it very clear that I didn't Annie, Annie didn't. Christmas. She's a vegetarian. Can anyone find the moral message and you never see a um, goose You never a see a goose laying a landmine. Um... People, it's about people changing careers. Um, people with skills in one career find it hard to transfer them to another. Interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, no, I think I've got it. Geese are quite aggy 
and they're quite in your face. That's yeah. true, yeah. Whereas landmines are like a sneaky way of fucking someone up. Yeah. Like you can't really, they're usually under the So ground, they'll never right? go for the drama in someone else, they'll create it themselves. Yeah. Ooh. So like someone who gets in your face, right? Yeah. They're not going to like talk behind your back. They're not going to hurt you. In a, or like right, someone, yeah. or in someone a kind of who gets in your way. face is sort of like all mouth and no trousers so like they'll get all up in your face but when it comes to like the serious shit like a landmine they're like oh fuck no no nice like yeah they've got a bit of yeah like mask. they're really honest they'll get in your face about it so like, they've been talking about me behind my back oh maybe like, it's like my old yeah, yeah. so you know you never see a goose laying a landmine uh, okay yeah makes <laughs> I like sense. it have you got have you got one Jenny um the best way that I do it is just hope that something comes out my mouth perfect yeah. so right it's like my old man used to say don't catch a postcard on the left-hand side of the road. <laughs> Never. Um, Never. Never would. Come on, babe. Give us it's, one. It, it means what? You want the definition first? Oh, well, yeah. yes. Of yeah. course, yeah. Um, there's a proper way to do things. Uh, and not doing things the wrong way could, could lead to consequences you haven't thought about. You've got to do things properly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the dad was just really conservative. Don't catch a postcard on the left-hand side of the yeah. road. Oh, God, that's quite a tough one. Don't send a, post- a postcard from anywhere in the UK, is what it says. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You only have to receive your postcards from the EU. From somewhere nice. Yeah, yeah. when somewhere they drive sunny. on the right-hand side. Yeah, nice. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it works. Yeah. So that is uh, my old man used to say. Hours <laughs> of fun. Hours have you, have of you got fun. One? Um... It's like my old man used to say, you never catch a hamster scratching its trousers. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Never catch a hamster. So uh, I think that's probably something to do with um, people who are too worried about looking serious and formal and putting on a show. Hamsters don't give a shit. They wouldn't put on nice trousers. Like, you'd never catch a hamster scratching their trousers. They just let it all hang out. Yeah. Nice. You know I mean? like, nice. You wouldn't catch a hamster scratching. It's about being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. Oh, I yeah. love that one. I'm going to get that as my tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just a, tra- a little hamster with some mini trousers on, like, scratching its trousers. Like, <laughs> little fluffy trousers. Yeah. I like how uh, having... I had a long... Uh, running franchise of hamsters when I was a kid. Franchise? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the Howard franchise of hamsters. And uh, it's what made me think I'd be a pretty good prison warden for a long time. It was sort of like warden training. Were they fighting each other? No, it was just nice having something in a cage. <laughs> Jesus. You eat when I say you eat. <laughs> just imagine then, like hamsters like shiving each other. Like, and we, yard we, time. We had this, uh, we had one of the hamsters escaped. I was looking Classic around. hamster. Yeah. Couldn't find him for a few days, and then we just heard this scratching in the wall. I've got this fella in. He goes, "Well, we're gonna get your hamster out. We're gonna have to smash down this wall." And you know, <laughs> I was brought up by a single mother, or not a huge amount of money at all. And she just looked at me. It's a little boy. She goes, "I can't afford it." <laughs> it was she goes, "I can't afford to get your hamster out." Like, right, that's okay mum I understand Aww. and then we'd be sitting eating dinner still scratching and then the next day the scratching was just a little bit quieter no. and then the next day the scratching was gone and then the next day came the smell oh. and sat there eating dinner going so that's life is it <laughs> the beautiful the hard lesson. circle of yeah. life that's deep one of my hamsters kept on climbing to the top of its cage and then just dropping down Mine on its head did that as well just lost its mind just, yeah my grandma told me a story about uh, my mum's hamster when she was young sort of like in the late 60s early 70s and when you wanted to euthanise a small animal 
back then you didn't take it to the vet and have it you know put to sleep and it was lovely the vet came round with a jam jar some cotton wool and some chloroform and you just put it all like in a big soup and put it in there and just waited basically wow so <laughs> you just gassed yeah just gassed the hamster yeah and my grandma told me this story your faces all look exactly as mine were on that yeah. day in my grandma's living room holding a cup of tea just like oh my god where's this coming from <laughs> do you get uh, the whole family in a circle to watch yeah sort of well yeah and my mum and then my mum was just really quiet and then just just went Poor Chippy. That's how you you summon Welsh Satan. That's how you, yeah, that's how you put put hamsters to sleep in the 70s. I need a song about hamsters and sleep in the 70s. A 70s song about hamsters. Hamsters asleep in the 70s. Can we do some 70s strumming? What's that sound like? What's the 70s strumming? I don't know. Well, we've already done a protest song, so... Um, So so they could be like hamsters on a 60s hangover. Nice. Yeah, that sort of thing. I was going to go for a... uh... It's a bit gypsy, isn't it? Nice. Mm. What do you reckon? That's lovely, yeah. Yeah. All the little hamsters in the villages and cities They do too much acid and drugs in the 60s When they were just in the park having sex with hippies Doing all the naughty thing within the local chippies And now all of them have got a little hungover Not looking like a strong lyrical soldier They're rolling like a boulder Turning green like Yoda Just sitting around eating vegetable samosa Because I'm tired and I'm here in the 70s I want to do things intelligently and cleverly But I am looking dumb and I want to be a banker because now I'm a sellout hamster once upon a time I used to be a hippie now I want to be a banker in the very big city so I can do it and I can tell my mateys let's do loads of cocaine in the 80s hamsters snorting cocaine hamsters snorting cocaine hamsters snorting cocaine Drumming around the cage uh, There's a hamster snorting no cane uh, I remember this crazy day It was really damn strange The strangest day since the day I was born I watched my mother in a jam jar with chloroform Apparently she gone mad It was a day I despised They say it's how they do it in Wales to get animals euthanized But I was just shocked I was totally confused Ended the 60s and ended all the dupes And now it's 1975 and it seems like punk is happening But now I'm just this little hamster And I am chatting things I wanna be a banker and I wanna be a leader I want to be a hamster and the number one believer In the economy and all this property And the misogyny and all the things Yeah, let's do it like topically I've got a 60s hangover I've got a 60s hangover Because their shit is over And I want to be a bit bolder Wanna be stronger, I wanna go longer I want to be the banker But now Doing coke with other hamsters, sniff, sniff, sniff. I'm a hamster on snow, hamster on snow. I'm a little hamster on snow, hamster on snow, hamster on snow. I love the snow and a little bit of blow. Hamster on snow, <laughs> hamster on snow. I'm a little hamster on snow. I'm a little bit of Charlie and a little bit of blow. I'm a hamster on snow very nice (laughs) oh snow here we go here's a question from somebody who's never done drugs snow charlie blow same thing 
Snow, Charlie, Blow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Great. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. They're um, all names for I cocaine. Wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. No. no not whatsoever. Avoid oh. Best avoided. John, it's, it's terrible. Too much fun to be a good idea. Oh, yeah, no. It's opinion. just like the cunt drug. Even nice <laughs> yeah. people turn into wankers. Yes. Yeah. It's but just they awful. Think they're they're the best person. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You just think you're the best person who's ever existed. Yeah. It's awful. Maybe I need like a little bit of cocaine <laughs> just to like boost my self-esteem. Just the once. You know, like when you give yourself a jab and you give yourself a tiny bit of the drug just to give it, build up your resistance. You're going to like <laughs> vaccinate yourself. And, yeah. And the self-esteem cunt. vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> A, a lot of people have so much to say that they don't shut the fuck up. Oh, whenever so whenever much. I've done it, which I will never do again, but like when I have done it, I have so much to say that I could just kind of glitch don't and all I can say is like, the word definitely. Buff- buff- <laughs> <laughs> so, like someone's telling me about this like amazing time like when they were on their gap year and, uh, and I'm just sat there going, I've got a better story than this. I've got a better story than this. Mate, okay, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready to tell them an amazing story. There's a break, story, there's a break coming up, there's a break. And they're just like, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely. We'll just like arrive at a party and we'll be like, hi Ed, hi Jenny. And Jenny's like, hi. And Ed's like, definitely. We're definitely. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, nice to see you. Yeah, Ed yeah. has had a good time in the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's also one of those drugs that it's just I know that they're all bad they, they all come from not particularly nice uh, nefarious places but cocaine has it's so yeah, much blood awful. on it yeah. Yeah. it, it really what, does it was bizarre being at this uh, I did a festival in Panama and there was this very wow. sort of like healing let's get together with the tribes let's really think about the, the oh, ills nice. of western <laughs> civilization and all of that and today I did like was realigning my chakras and just getting really in touch with chakras. the inner peace and now let's do loads of coke and you're like okay so it's that whole like getting in touch with humanity and now you're doing a drug that is like Based on blood. exploitation <laughs> yeah, and murder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did a, a festival, I say I did, I volunteered at a festival a couple of years ago with a friend and it was a very sort of bougie, like, we arrived there and they were like, we could hear them over, over we overheard them talking at the box office and one woman, one of the organisers was talking to a woman, she's like, yeah, it's just a really small, like really family, it's like a big family party in a field basically and Callum and my, my friend and I were just like, oh God, oh no, kind of thing, thinking we were like here for a weekend to get battered kind of thing. And then we finished our shifts at, you know, midnight, whatever it was. We went into like this barn. We were expecting it to be like lovely folk music. And there was just like coked up middle-aged mums just like, (laughs) fuck yeah! Like, Like wearing these kind of, you know, like... Obviously, they put the kids to bed, changed into their going out oh, clothes. Yeah. yeah, like like wet look. Oh, leather I love jeans mums and, yeah. at festivals, yeah. just letting it all hang out. But yeah. I love it. I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're like, we're just in a hay barn with like these coked up <laughs> mums. Yeah, it was amazing. It's, it was... A sh- it's a shame though. It's one of those drugs that makes people look like vultures around a dead zebra. You know, <laughs> it's like the party's going, <laughs> the party's going fine, and someone goes, oh, I've got some coke, and then everyone goes. <laughs> <laughs> And then just in the corner, like these little vultures things, you know, mm-hmm. that's such a shame someone mm-hmm. got cocaine out. Everything was going. We had yeah. such a nice yeah. time until someone dropped the C bomb. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, fuck cocaine, man. Oh, it's just gross. Not my cup of tea. Nope. We're very hovey and middle class and just occasionally smoke a joint. We're just like sitting on our doorstep. Sneaky. Even that makes me too anxious. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah me think. too these days. Jesus, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just haven't got the constitution. 
the the mental constitution. The last, I think the last think. time we got some weed, I think yeah, both of us were a bit anxious for about a week afterwards. And we're like, God, are we just you know, are we just stopping, or our bodies just slowing <laughs> down now? I feel like, like that even. I spent a long time smoking weed, just all the time smoking it and selling it, and now my body's just like, nope, nope, don't want that anymore. And I'm like, okay, I keep yeah. trying it. I'm like, how about just a little bit? And it's like, no, not even a little bit. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And I'm like, just a joint, please. I started doing it um, because of my what's my chronic pain condition and a lot of people recommended cbd and some people were like yeah you can do edibles you don't have to smoke it and obviously being someone who uses their voice professionally i didn't want to get mm-hmm. into a habit where i had to smoke something so edibles was all sort of a real a real gateway into that gateway drug um so i was very <laughs> conscious of like doing it at all but yeah i mean i think um when i have done it in the past i found the experience more enjoyable with edibles because the way that the the cannabis and the THC is prepared is that it sort of gets rid of all the the stuff that makes you freaked out and yeah, paranoid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then some days we've had a really shit week and I'm like, you know, I just really want to smoke a joint on the doorstep right now. Um, uh, but yeah, no edibles all the way. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's just uh, for for me the thing that's really put me off drugs. I very very rarely do class A drugs anymore. Yeah. It's because I think. In the 1960s, it seemed to have some sort of cultural relevance and significance and seemed to be like a load of people doing acid and exploring new things together, like new art, new ideas, like integrating Eastern philosophy into the West and appreciating like Hindu gods and things for the first time. And, you know, the Beatles going over to India and blah, blah, blah. And then you had like the early 90s like let's all do this really good ecstasy together and all just enjoy this music and now with like 21st century digital revolution and all of us in our own sort of bubbles of split personalities of physical and digital it just seems like a really lonely place now because we don't have the same kind of collective consciousness as we used to back in the day do you know what i mean it's just drug culture now does not look like a shared experience whenever i've been to a festival you're like there he's on coke she's on ket they're just really pissed it seems like everyone's in their own little bubble and seems quite a bit isolated and not all together in it like yeah when I first started going out raving in Brighton it was everyone knew uh, it'd be like there's these good pills going around and you'd look around the club and be like oh so everyone is on pill is yeah. on that good pills going around and yeah. now it's just not the same anymore one of everyone's on a completely different level really good friends uh, uh, one of the bridesmaids at my wedding recently broke up with her partner uh, of six years sort of quite suddenly and out of the blue and uh, I spent some time with her over the weekend following the, the breakup and she said what if I you know I could just like try some class A drugs and I was like I would you know what she was like yeah I'm just gonna what if I just you know just start doing class A drugs <laughs> and I was like, you know, we were talking about like I could do this and I could try this and I was like look mate as like one of your best friends I will go so far as to support you with like an ill-advised haircut I will go for like a bad chop and a terrible dye but class A drugs I can't get on board with <laughs> and she was like well fuck you then <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, fine, just, you know, shave all your hair off and, you know, you don't need no man and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah that's as but far you... as my support extends to. Yeah, it's not unlimited. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fair. Well, on that note, I think we'll draw draw uh, festivities to a close. Oh, All right. This has been oh, an excellent. Oh, it's been episode. lovely. Yeah, it's been so fun. This has been it's been really good. Thanks for coming. Oh, oh it's been a pleasure. Us. Do you have uh, Annie first? Do you have anything to plug? Do I have anything to plug? Um, Hoopla Marathon. I don't know when this is coming out. It's coming out. Be yeah, on Monday. it'll be on. Yeah, on Monday. What so is this, it again? this Saturday, Sam and uh, I, and also Ben Stevens, or you might know him as this? listeners to the podcast. My name is Reeve Stevens because that's all we can f- refer to him as. Uh, ben and I and Sam are doing a slot at the Hoopla Improv Marathon at I think it's at the Miller at ten past five on Saturday the twenty eighth. So it's this Saturday when the no, podcast two, comes uh, out. So this will come out on Saturday ninth. So it'll be two. Oh, so Saturday. What is the date today? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, no, you're right. So we're doing Saturday the twenty eighth. Whatever yep. that ends up being, Saturday the twenty eighth of September, we're doing a ten minute slot. We're trialing a new improv format. Um, it is called Just One More Thing, the unofficial improvised Columbo episode. So if you like Columbo or any sort of police procedural, <laughs> uh, I love Columbo. Yeah, I fucking love Columbo. <laughs> we're big fans of Columbo time. here. We need to go and get Sam a dirty rain mac from somewhere and some yep. cigars. Um, then please do come because it's just going to be a massive festival of like trialing new shit and like stuff that we don't know if it works and there's going to be some amazing guests as well so we're really looking forward to it mm-hmm. um, anything else no I'm pretty like balls deep in writing a book right now awesome. so yeah or vagina deep in writing labia deep in writing a book <laughs> labia deep clip deep perfect yeah. I like labia deep labia yeah. deep works I'm labia, labia deep, deep dipping them in we uh, <laughs> we went kayaking over the summer and um, I, I invented a phrase that no Sam has don't tell anyone an, an infinite veto on because uh, obviously sitting in, <laughs> sitting in the kayak for like a couple of hours so I invented the term river puss <laughs> it's one of the it's worst like water things coming I've into ever the bottom heard. of my kayak and like at the bottom and all my butt's wet and I was like I've got river puss Sam's like never say that again that's the worst thing you've ever like said sounds like a cute Disney character oh, yeah. river puss river is puss. cute yeah I had river puss um, I think that's adorable it was inspired by Catherine Ryan's cabin puss she tells a story about having sex on an airplane and she said she's got cabin puss I was like amazing so river puss where river puss came from anyway yeah hoopla marathon 28th um yeah i'm i'm pushed deep in writing a book right now so mm-hmm. no shows for a little bit what about oh, you i love that i've got a couple of things coming up actually on the first thing is i work with a choir for p- people who've experienced homelessness we have a birthday gig in brighton coming up it's in my diary i can't wait are you coming yeah yeah yeah, yeah quite a few people it's really nice that because obviously i'm in part of the choir so then like my housemates are just like yeah we've heard of that we're coming i'm like sweet and yeah. i'm gonna be conducting for the first time excellent so that's going to be really fun that's on the 21st at all saints church and then i've got my music comedy nights coming back again Yee! had a break for summer and that's fun. on the 24th i want to do that with you oh absolutely yeah yeah please do that'd yeah. be great ben came along once it's so lovely yeah. yeah there's usually we usually do an, an improv section um sick i'm here for it it's really fun yeah oh you've got to come on for the 24th, that yeah yeah that's on the 24th I will put that in the diary um and then i've got a and that's at Marwood's and then I've got another night at Marwood's on the 3rd of October which is just an open jam night so I have two booked acts and then the whole night's just jamming so yeah a couple of exciting things I'll put both of those in my diary or our shared couples diary because we're an engaged couple now oh (laughs) yes a shared calendar and also we often have the conversation where it's just like we're doing this today and Sam's like I didn't know and I'm like well I've put it on the calendar like a true wife should it was on the calendar why didn't you look I'm like the what (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah the calendar Ed what are you up to uh, well we're still running the monthly night at the Gladstone called Bars Against Humanity yes. and then I've got scattered gigs as you do uh, but uh, I'm going to be focusing on Room to Rant and more youth work 
uh, coming up. So we've got this group called Room to Rant, which is a sort of space for uh, young men who want to come in, vents, get aggy, and then we sort of turn their agginess into lyricism. And amazing. It's amazing. And so we did cool. it for like a year and a half, and it took us, uh, well, I say us, uh, Audio Active, a long time to get the funding back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got funding for a year. Amazing. Which I'm really happy, for, really, really happy about. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I'm much more emotionally qualified this time round. I think I went in last time as a bit of a naive kind of like, happy-go-lucky MC like yeah it'll be fun but you're like yeah that neck of the woods is actually quite you've seen some shit now yes yeah. absolutely yeah I feel more like Luke at the like towards the middle of Return of the Jedi instead of a new hope <laughs> I feel less new hopey <laughs> and more middle Sam's loving the nerdy Jabba. metaphor there someone's yeah. going to come and cut your hand off any minute yeah I reckon post Jabba death Luke <laughs> at right now not fully <laughs> yeah. like you know Ewok party Luke I get it Jenny yeah. and I are just looking at each other like, yep. No <laughs> idea what that's about. No, like, no, no idea. Post-sale barge explosion, Got you. Luke. Yeah, yeah. God, we know our audience here, don't we? we do. <laughs> uh, do I have anything? I don't think so. No. The show. Tell your mum. Tell a dog. Yeah. Tell a tell priest. Tell your pet rock. Tell a, tell a priest. Tweet about it. Tweet at us. At ContrivePod. Uh, you can find me at Samuel Ray underscore. Uh, you can find Annie at... Real Annie Harris. Do you, are you either on Twitter um, no. Usually I'm just anything? I'm Jenny Maloney Music on most things. Excellent. Well done for getting those. Jenny IE, isn't it? M O for Maloney. Maloney. Molo. My Twitter is Molo. just furious. It's like Yolo, at me, yeah. but Molo. Furious. Just this abandoned old oh, man. Oh, I'm forget about me. Please, Ed. Because you're in a toxic space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you like getting knee deep in toxic waste for, for um, the occasional gold nugget? It was just a weird one, man. It's just, it's yeah. not for me. It looks like Microsoft Excel or something. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't like the layout. Got, I never I got just into don't like the layout. No, 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 no. Uh, it's really impersonal. It's a wonderful bin fire. You, so, yeah. It's Sam, <laughs> I think you described it quite accurately when you said it. So, pile of toxic waste for the occasional golden nugget yeah. that kind of keeps you dragging in it's like the acting industry it's like the pile of toxic waste for the occasional golden mm. nugget yeah. yeah as a lot of things are these days they are well this has been Contrived and Insufferable I've been your host Sam Ray uh, I've been your co-host Annie Harris and I'm here with we're here with Jenny Maloney I feel I was expecting very you say. contrived and insufferable after today. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the show, guys. That's the name of the show. <laughs> that's the name of the show at Contrived Pod. That's the name of the show. Uh, and Gramsci has been here. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. It's been right. a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.